Welcome back for another episode of the AWG Podcast, where we discuss the biggest topics and trends in the water sport and boat tour industry. Make sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform and join our mailing list by visiting watersportpodcast.com. After you finish listening, continue the conversation in our Facebook group, Watersport and Boat Tour Operators. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Yes, I need to fucking respond to that. Like, I can't, it needs to, I need to be on the record. You were. A marketer. Okay, well, you're on the record now. Okay. Any other caller, you are a marketer, dude. <laughs> We're all marketers. Oh. Do not do not fuck that up, man. We're marketers. All right. Uh, well, welcome to episode 93. And we are here with Chris Torres, director of the Tour of Marketing Agency, partner in Torpreneur. We also have Mitch Bach, founder of Trip School, also a partner in Torpreneur. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. A huge welcome. We've been big fans for a long time. Glad to be here. And of course, we have my co-host, Kevin O'Neill, who needs no introduction. I do. They used to call me Kevin O'Neill, the banana peel, when I was younger. And as, <laughs> as, as Chris probably has one, they would say I was driving around in a Batmobile. Kevin O'Neill, the I banana peel. I do have one somewhere. Yeah. I know you do. <laughs> and if, 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 like, listen, if you're, if you're a real collector, I'm assuming it's the 1991 Batmobile, right? That and the 60s one. And then tragically, tragically, one day you lost a wheel. (laughs) You've been working on your freestyle rap game right before you got on, Mitch. You knew that this was coming. You knew there'd be a lot of rhyming going on. But I knew where you were going with that. Yeah. So um, on today's show, uh, we're going to talk about uh, marketers. We're just going to bullshit the whole time. Yeah, gonna that's probably going to be most most of it. Uh, but we're going to talk about. I thought that uh, was included in the word marketing. <laughs> oh, I love it. Let's go. Let's yeah, so go. yeah, we're gonna, we're going to talk about bad marketers. We're not. I mean, we already talk enough on the show about good marketers. Let's talk about bad marketers, and and I think we all have a lot of experience in that. Well, first off, I, I want to uh, have uh, Chris and Mitch introduce themselves and uh, how they got into uh, the tour and activity industry. So, uh, Mitch, go first. Uh, sure. Hey, thanks for having me again. And yeah, I got in to this weird world of tours and activities as a guide. I was a college student just trying to pay my way through the year. And my summer gig was working as a multi-day tour manager. My uh, During the academic year gig was working as a local tour guide in Paris. And then I started my own tour companies and the rest is history. I now run a tour guide training school. So uh, sort of took everything that kind of I did wrong and learned over the over the years and bottled it up into some training programs for tour guides. And now uh, I also work with tour operators, again, taking everything I screwed up as a tour operator over 20 years and trying to help others be less of a failure than I was. Yeah, my dad tried to help me with not being a failure. Really didn't work out. <laughs> you know, my my parents think I'm basically a failure because there's not a single word that they can say I am. They're like, what does your son do? And they're like, Ugh, uh, they just collect books. Their arms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a books. librarian. Seventeen hundred books behind him. <laughs> I just I do the same thing like when I need to like look smart, which is really fucking hard because I look like a total idiot. So I just have like well, I buy tons of books from Amazon, never read a single one. Well, like, what is that back there? <laughs> Somebody oh. met me in person in my apartment after after three years of Zooms, and they th- their jaw dropped. They go, "That's not a virtual background; those are real books." <laughs> <laughs> like the Hawaiian, go. like the Hawaiian background, but you do it with like a library. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> and how about you, Chris? What do you what do you do up there, man? Yeah, well, I basically get into the tours and activities, and uh, it was actually you can thank Alex Bainbridge, um, who was at Tour CMS at the time. Um, he got me uh, basically into the tours and activities market because of back then we used to do a lot of websites, a lot of development. Um, Fifteen years ago, when I set up the business, one of our very first clients was a tours and activities company called Max Adventure, uh, based in the UK, and they used Tour CMS. And then after that, we just get more and more operators and uh, coming onto our books, and we decided that tours and activities was going to be the sole focus of the business because we just loved the industry so much. So yeah, so I've got Alex memories to thank for 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 getting me into this industry. To be honest, so yeah, but um, been just been doing it ever since. So we just decided to focus purely on on this industry within like six months of starting up the business pretty much. So so um, just real quick before we get into main cow, I, I want to just touch upon tourpreneur. So. Um, you know, I've been part of the tourpreneur community since the beginning. I was actually interviewed on show with Shane. And then it, it, you know, after so many episodes, Shane, you know, either I'm not sure how, how it worked, but he brought you guys in or, uh, or you bought it. And, and now it's, it's more than just a podcast and a, uh, community. There, there actually is a subscription model and you're offering, um, you know, consultation and other services. So talk just real quick about Torpreneur. Yeah. About six months ago, Shane Whaley, the previous founder and host, had a, um, nervous breakdown, was institutionalized and, uh, no, <laughs> I don't know whether to laugh at that or not. I'm not Shane and that could be accurate. <laughs> no, actually, even, even worse, he went to the dark side. He went to work for corporate America. He got a fantastic offer to work for Fair Harbor, which uh, some of you may know in the audience is a young and scrappy reservation technology company. <laughs> Never um, heard of them. Yeah, regular them old startup. <laughs> Water sports, uh, Fair Harbor. Uh, the... Um, that the result of that though is him being the new head of community was that he couldn't also run a sort of ecumenical non-denominational uh place for people to discuss things freely and so he um um he kind of offered us the chance to acquire it and me peter simon chris torres took it over and really shane ran it as a passion project and what we wanted to do was sort of take so much untapped potential in already the newsletter and the Facebook group and the uh, uh, podcast that he was doing and turn it into something um, more professional, but also, I mean that just in the sense of making making a whole new series of offerings that are kind of in the spirit of what Tourpreneur was, which is just peer-to-peer learning for operators to come together, not feel pressure to be sold to, and learn from people that know what they're talking about. And we launched what we call Tourpreneur Plus. And really, it's just a chance of sort of not only having the free resources that are there, but also joining accountability groups, taking courses on multi-day tour marketing or tour design, meeting in um, little uh, masterminds to discuss pricing strategy, basically do all of the things that you should be doing as an operator, but in a small community and with the guidance of uh, experts and your fellow operators, but in a little bit more of a structured way, that is a nice compliment for some operators uh, to the rest of the tourpreneur offerings. But nothing else has changed except the color lime green that we've changed to a <laughs> slightly more neutral and palatable forest green and uh If anything, I think of that as our great contribution to the industry. Hey, everyone. We're going to take a quick break and talk about our sponsors for the month, AMP Agency. AMP is a full-service digital marketing agency that specializes in tour, rental, and destination marketing. 
we would not have sponsors on the show if we could not vouch for them ourselves. Amp Agency does a bunch of stuff for Destiny Water Adventures. Personally, I 100% vouch for this guy. I've I've handed them over to other companies in the past before they officially became a sponsor, and they have had nothing but great things to say. If you guys are doing your own marketing and doing a piss poor job of it, do yourselves a favor, hand yourselves over to Amp Agency, specifically Steve Edwards, their CEO, will call you personally and have a great conversation with, with you about what you guys need to do for your marketing. Listen, guys, they do pretty much everything in digital marketing, website development, maintenance, Google AdWords, PPC, graphic design, social media management, SEO, and a myriad of other things. When you choose a marketing company, it's so important to choose a company that knows your industry and AMP Agency knows activity marketing especially water sports and tours. They got a promo going for Awkward Water Sport Guy listeners for their, their managed websites. Use promo code Awkward Podcast when you go to amp.agency. Again, that's amp.agency, promo code Awkward Podcast. You get three months free and get started with Amp Agency. All right, guys, let's get back to the show. So I want to touch on something here, and, and maybe this is why like a rival and tourpreneur and 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 I'm not be careful how I say this because I don't want to be rude, but I don't hey, give a shit. Turn up your so gain I, if you're going to say this, by the way. <laughs> stop, stop with this not selling shit, man. Like I, I can't like I had talked with Douglas about it and I gave a presentation at our water sports group about it because somewhere along the line, somebody's told you guys that selling is bad. Not in my organization, man. Like we reward selling. We want to pair people with the best product that I feel is out. I mean, from a review standpoint, we have more reviews. I mean, it's arguably we're the best livery boat rental jet ski company in the in Northwest Florida and all of Florida and the whole fucking world. We're the best. Why would I not want to put somebody with a great product? And so sometimes I feel like in that on the tourpreneur in that space and arrival, and you guys are kind of like you know, intrinsically linked a little bit over there sometimes that this like selling is bad. And so this is why I like brought you guys why, what I sort of want to talk about like a little bit with the unscrupulous, unscrupulous marketer hook. But why isn't a part of tourpreneur or I'm sorry, even marketing school? And maybe you do. I've never taken it. But do you guys teach people how to sell if somebody's like on the other end of a phone? Yeah, listen, Two things going on here. One is a tour operator selling to the general public, which uh, I want to be clear, we are fans of and advocates for. However, wow. in running Tourpreneur, our customer are tour operators, and they're a different yeah. bunch. And what? they're... A no, all, sell I'm... me, man. No, fuck that. <laughs> sell me, dude. I mean, that's why I like... Well, I have no problem with it. Like, come on the show. But because at the end of the day, like, like here's the thing. And, 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 and I've said this. I said, again, I said it. I'll say it till I'm blue in the fucking face over there at Arrival. It's like, you're, we're not going to hard sell, but I'm going to get soft sold all day. At the end of the day, it's like, look, man, if, if you don't want to pair me up with a fucking devil or bit hard sold to, or like, don't want to put me in line with an unscrupulous company, why is fucking Viator there? You know what I mean? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm the first person to say I don't give a fuck about Viator. And I really don't. You know, they're, again, I've said it a million times. They're just, they're a tool. I care about Viator as much as I care about, you know, my CPA or the mechanic or our manager or any one of the other moving parts of the puzzle to my business. It's a very small piece. So I don't sit up at night. And I know some tour operators that are, you know, they do. They re they do rely on, on Viator. So I understand it's sort of like a touch point for a lot of operators. 
But at the same point in time, if we were like on this, like selling is bad stuff, then again, like I, we don't bring anybody on the show that we don't co-sign for. And if I think you have a bag of shit for a product and you've not listened to my show, you better do your, you better do your due diligence because we'll bring you on the show and then I'll lob your fucking head off. I have no problem with it. I've done it before. I'll do it again. You know what I mean? <laughs> if I come to find out that you're oh, a bag of those shit, those episodes I'll tell are you. therapy for me. <laughs> so, works of art. so uh, there is no harm. No, yes, you have to sell your business, and operators should sell their business. If anything, that's what we drum into the operators who we advise on day in day out. Is like you really need to sell your business, sell your products in the best way possible. At the end of the day, it's it's, it's a doggy world, so you have to. But from us marketing to operators or whatever i i think it's because so especially from a marketing agency standpoint i think it's because so many operators and again this is pretty much a daily occurrence every operator i've spoken to has had a bad experience with an agency and whatever spectrum you want to see how bad how bad that could be so they need to be able to trust that agency and trust the person that they're speaking to that they're not just bullshitting basically so the only way you can do that is by adding value and that's why Throughout all my career, all I've done is do lots of free content, get stuff out there and everything else. Whereas now my business is at a stage where I don't do any paid advertising. I don't sell my business. They come to me because of the value I've put out there. And that happens 100% of the time now over the last few years. So there is two ways you can look at it. But in terms of an operator to a customer, yes, you should be selling. But even at that, there's still a, a bit of value. You need to show value in what you're offering uh, to, for, for customers well, to trust you in the long run. So. Yeah, the question is, what is the message? Because mm-hmm. like we can't sit there and just say, we are the best, because they hear that. Operators get sold to. I mean, when they're looking for booking software and they go to an arrival conference, believe me, they have 65 meeting requests from every mm-hmm. booking software company out there that is just like looking for that next lead and that next person. And they get told that they need a switch because this is the best, this is the best. And so they're... They're immune to that message. Their bullshit meters are high. And so the approach that we've just always taken is like, we're just going to put good shit out there all the time. And the right person at the right time is going to decide that they need more from us. And that's what's happened. We haven't done any sort of hard sell of our membership so far. And we've already exceeded our expectations in terms of the initial uh, pickup. And these have been early adopters. And the reason they've trusted us is because of what we've been doing out there. So we're not bashful but we also are and have been and no operators and we think that this value-based kind of selling is actually also more of what the what the community needs i think you know we're going to be looking at bringing in also sponsorships and all sorts of other avenues for monetizing the community but none of it is going to be just slapping a logo on a newsletter or something if they're going to show up we want them to show up with some real value because otherwise for you know listen we're not a large part of our community are leading walking tours or multi-day tours or cultural tours, the food tours, the kinds of tours that don't necessarily need the ability of your of your of your software to um, <laughs> handle eighty five different types of uh, water rental equipment and 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 all of that stuff. Your community has much more complex needs in general, and I'm not saying we don't have those in our community, but we're you know we've got thousands of people across the whole tours and activity spectrum. So if I'm a walking tour company, well, probably 85% of the booking software companies out there could service my needs just fine. So why do I choose you over another thing? Hopefully, it's not just a really sexy sales pitch, but rather you're showing up and you're providing extra value. You're providing a community of learning, or you know whatever the whatever your X factor is. But we hope that it's Mitch. Mitch, I'm not a marketer, Bach, ladies and gentlemen. 
<laughs> that was the biggest piece of marketing I've ever heard in my life, man. I think you might be the best marketer out of the four of us. Listen, I'm just another music man coming into your town selling you a tuba. <laughs> no, and, and look, I, I, look, I, I'm playing devil's advocate here because Greg knows. I, I've I've told people on the show, I'll be like, look, dude, please, God, for the love of God, please stop selling me your your pontoon rental or your, you know, your dolphin excursion, man. Like I don't, I'm not interested. I'm not going, I do that myself. So we actually had to tell people before we like, listen, man, before you get on the show, this isn't a commercial for your bullshit product. You know what I mean? Like just fucking relax, take it easy, take a breath. You know, we want to hear your story. So I'm, I'm a hundred percent, I'm a hundred percent. I'm a hundred percent with that. You know, like I, I, I just, I have to play devil's advocate a little bit here because there's not a ton of, I don't see like a ton of sales training products happening out there. And they're just, there's this message. And, and when I start talking to operators, like I feels like it's like, it's, it's getting through their filtration system. And, and I've talked to operators where they're just like, well, we just don't want to sell. And I'm like, what? I'm like, what are you fucking insane? Like, well, we just hope that they come to our website, they book online, and then we have an awful call center service that doesn't provide any value, right? So it's like there's with sales is very nuanced. So you can soft sell and tell, tell them all the great stuff. And this is what we train our people. You can soft sell and you can hard sell. You can, you want to mix it into both at the end of the day. It's, you know, sales training and salesmanship is a skill set. And it's a trained skill set that takes a lot of time to, to cultivate. And most owners who've taken the phones have cultivated that skill set. What they've not cultivated is the ability to train it down. And this is where people start paying a lot of money to the greatest marketers on the face of the fucking planet, which is Google. And it's like, well, I need to reduce yeah. my Google ad spend by converting my phone calls every single time they come in. And I think that's the, the message that sometimes where it's like, yeah, like B2B, I don't need your, I'm the greatest marketer on the planet pitch. Like I've heard that, like, like Mitch, like you said, a million fucking times. It's like, I need something that, that fits my, my business and that we can create a relationship together. What value are you bringing? But I think again, this, the conversations, because there's a lot of B2B happening at arrival. You guys are doing B2B to, you know, your customer base for tourpreneur. And this sort of gets this whole idea of like, you know, the Grant Cardone's of the world. Like I like Grant Cardone. Like I know a lot of people that don't like him, but man, the guy's like, like really, well, have you ever looked at his sales training? His sales training is incredible. And there's a lot of things like there's a lot of a lot of content he puts out where he's talking to somebody and he's teaching guys how to sell. Now, he's got a lot of bullshit products for sure. But as far as sales training goes, man, Grant is really good. And I I don't know. My bullshit on meter. He's like, I like Grant. I, I personally like not personally like he's my friend. But, <laughs> but I know I look like a Grant Cardone type, but no, I, I, I think I think he's doing that. I'm sure all three of you guys hate Grant Cardone, right? Is he an unscrupulous? No, I don't. Marketer? I don't mind him. It's, to, it's Tony Robbins. I can't stand personally. <laughs> oh, Tony Robbins, the OG man. Why don't you like Tony Robbins? <sighs> It's too evangelistic for my liking, to be honest. Yeah. I just don't like all that whole. In my opinion, Tony Robbins plays in, uh, plays in the week. That's what I don't like about it. The whole evangelistic. I, I don't stuff. trust such a firm yeah. jawline. Mm-hmm. It's just. <laughs> 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 he's, he's too genetically confident. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, exactly. I like Gary V. I like Gary V because it's basically no bullshit with him. So I like him. I've seen him. I've seen him live a couple I, times. And I he's like fantastic. But yeah. Gary V. Well, I, mm-hmm. I, I like Gary V. Grant Cardone just has a slimy snake oil feel to him. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I 
Hey, but I, I agree with Kevin. I, I think, you know, obviously I have a reservation system. I have an OTA. I, I'm a, I, I'm a marketing company. I understand that, you know, there's a lot of emphasis. We're all moving to this OTA, uh, marketing, online booking, everything. And we've, yeah, it's, it's kind of like, you know, like Star Wars, you know, just, yeah, referencing, uh, Chris Torres and, and all the figurines in the back. Like we, we, you know, we lost the, the Jedi are becoming extinct. The sales Jedi's like, and we're replacing it with, you know, all this new fancy Star Wars, you know, technology. Well, it's a, it's and, the diversion and, and, of resources. So companies only have so much resources. Mm-hmm. So when it's getting like pumped down our throat, right? Like when, like, it's so funny. I went into Mike Abadie's office. Mike Abadie's an operator here. He's like 70, 74. He's been in business 40 years. Great guy. Just, I mean, salt to the earth, best dude on the planet. But, you know, again, he started business 40 years ago. I walk into his office and there's like clipboards everywhere and paper and filing cabinets. And I'm like immediately starting to get anxiety. I'm just like, ah, oh my God, there's so much shit in here. It's too much paper. You come into my office, it's my computer, my flat desk. I got five whiteboards and my motivational posters on my wall. And that's it. Like my office is clean. Greg's office is clean when you go in there. But these guys... Or now it's like everyone's telling them like Google, your website, like especially in water sports. Like I know you guys deal with a ton of it uh, with the, on the walking tour side and bicycle tours and land-based tours and all that stuff. But water sports because, you know, this really only came to fruition in maybe like the last 40 years, the mid-80s is when water sports got started. All of the guys that started the industry are still in the industry. And they're <laughs> they like, are. hey, man, if it ain't broke, don't fucking fix it. And, like, I mean, I've had – I've, like, talked to guys that are just like, oh, fucking internet, man. You know what I mean? That's just a flash in the pan. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Going away any day now. It's fucking out of here. So in our industry, this is, like, super prevalent. So as I said in the beginning, it's a diversion of resources, mm-hmm. right? So you're now in this world where you're like, oh, man, like, everybody's kicking my ass online now i have to devote all my resources so back in the day it was like the marketing budget was 20 percent of your sales resources and 80 percent was going to your sales and now it's flipped now it's 80 percent marketing 20 percent sales yeah i i mean it's even in our conversation we've been talking about sales and we've talked and and we've invoked gary v well to me gary v is a marketer the two are almost synonymous now like there there isn't this divide in the same way anymore sales and marketing are essentially the same thing and and it's danger i mean it's dangerous and it's 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 wrong because it 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 conflates two different ways of thinking about what you're doing as a business and you know i listen i i don't think this is like confined to tour operators uh Mm-mm. it's it's culture you you know what I mean? It's like we can find our husband or wife online. We can uh, get, I can get, you know, Chinese food delivered to me at 3 a.m. by tapping a button, never have to talk to anybody. So nobody makes phone calls. We all do everything through apps. And it's natural that essentially we've created this. And I'm, you know, I'm an American. I'm talking in the United States in particular, even though in some ways it's even worse in like Asia, where you've got super apps controlling every aspect of your life. Well, why are we going to value the idea of just human to human kind of slow relationship building when it seems like I can buy into an OTA and just get that shit done? Just get her done by just handing over my stuff to Airbnb and then complaining because they change an algorithm and suddenly I can't sell in the way anymore. Well, you know, it's so we're all victims of essentially this kind of digitization that has removed the the actual valuable 
conf- not conflict, but friction, which is like my superpower can be a relationship that I have with a supplier or a vendor on the ground that gives me a competitive advantage. When we're all suddenly playing this bullshit platform game, then none of us have the advantage. All we're doing is um, sitting there, uh, I don't know, like little birds waiting for mama to feed us. And so I, I think the best thing you can possibly do as a as an operator no matter what you are is cultivate cultivate that sort of that that moat around you of unbeatable relationships that you make and those might be b2b those might be vendor relationships um and that's that's the hard work that it seems like so many operators no longer want to do and you will notice if anybody pays attention to the facebook group chris pete and i we have not posted once about an ota or booking software um, now, listen, a lot of other people do, and we answer it. I'm not like banishing the discussion of it, but we're not trying to feed the beast. We have nothing against them. We think you can be strategic and intelligent in the way you use them, and they're fantastic tools. Uh, however, it shouldn't be just this endless ob- obsession of an operator. It kills me. It kills me that this is like the thing in the tap water of our industry that we're supposed to all be caring about all the time. Do you all think yeah. that reservation systems overpromise that? they can bring you more bookings. I, I feel like they do. Be- and here's a funny example. So our first iteration of uh, WaveRes, the booking portal was pretty terrible. And still, there was a r- huge conversion rate. We upgraded to the second version, which we just figured that it would increase the conversion rate significantly. And it really didn't. <laughs> I Honestly, I think that you can have a shitty online reservation system as an operator and you're still going to get conversions because people just want to book as long as it's not like extremely difficult to book but just because it doesn't look a certain way or but i I really think that i and i get like a lot of operators will will send me the emails from other competing reservation systems say hey this is their pitch check it out and i'm looking at i'm like oh they're they say they're going to increase your bookings up to 15 20 percent i'm like that's that's quite a bit. That's a big promise. A, a booking system I, won't do that in its own. No, the, no, the, the booking systems are are there. Yeah, they might have a small impact on it, but you still have to sell and you have to market that. And I think they're they're promising that they're going to change your business by going with them. And honestly, that is not the case. Mm-hmm. No, I have to admit, if, if booking systems do not basically get their finger out and upgrade how they manage the booking process, they're going to fall behind because of the whole issues now with tracking and marketing and everything else. Most booking systems, you don't know where they've dropped off during the whole booking process or where, you know, to, to allow you to see where the, where the issues may be lie. You can't do that anymore now with a lot of these booking platforms just because of the way GDPR and the whole industries went down with the whole data sort of side of things. So, and a lot of them are still stuck in their old ways. I actually don't think, I'm not going to name names, but I think most booking platforms aren't that great in terms of their widgets and stuff like that. I just don't think they follow the proper guidelines. Um, There's a huge but, disconnect between them yeah. and analytics. Like, in fact, mm-hmm. uh, we, yeah. we just, we have a meeting tomorrow with Fair Harbor because I'm like, like these numbers are not right. Like, this, these, this reporting is not correct. You guys are off by a, a massive delta. And and it was even worse. Like, when we, and it was a nightmare trying to get the, the pixels to fire correctly and everything mm-hmm. uh, in regards to our, our reporting. But back to what Mitch said, like, yeah, 
I wanted to touch on that about the uh, about the like the purely transactional relationship that the the marketing end of your your tour company or your business to business like he's absolutely like a hundred percent right and I've I man I've gotten on the, I've I've preached to the mountaintops about starting your business knowing your community creating relationships because if it is purely a transactional relationship like how does that not extend to your that that is a uh, that, 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 I mean, this gets kicked down the can on every facet of your business, right? And people are still, people are still calling. My employees still call me. Like my customers still call our call center. Like, especially when they're doing like a high ticket number too. So, you know, to, to your point about like letting these platforms control you and like as it, as it grows, yes, like we're still making thousands of dollar purchases on Airbnb and, and stuff like that. But there's still a lot of times that I have to reach out to the host of the, this Airbnb because I have specific and certain questions that are not handled in the marketing or something specific and especially for especially for experiences it's even more so because you know the the property is still a commodity while the the experience is 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 much more branded it's much more unique to what that person's doing and it really could be the the make or break portion of their vacation and they have some things that are going on with their specific situation that they want to talk to you about and the more the more money they spend the more they're going to want to have that conversation. So I hate to like re- re- rein it back into to the sales portion of it again, but if you think that you're just going to, you know, build up a great website, you know, and then obviously, like half the guys in these groups, our groups know are no different, but I feel like they all just want to like really like start like their real dream is to start like an SEO company. Like that's all <laughs> these guys care. How do I fucking get number one on Google? Well, it's like I mean, all right, yeah, there's so much more to it than that though. Listen. Like you're great. <laughs> Thirty-five percent of our of our members probably should be in drop shipping. <laughs> you create no your shit, Shopify man. store, pick out your Alibaba goods, yeah. and then good. I don't have to think about anything ever again. This I is a people so business. Much. You, you better you better be in this for the people all all the way around, and that's your comp- that's your competitive advantage. But it's a hard well, right. it's a it's a hard message. You know why? To me, it's because partially. I don't blame anybody. I blame everybody. It's that's the non-monetizable portion of what we do. Like no one's making money off of selling you on a message of get out there and knock on the door of your local restaurants right. or your whatever. Nobody has a SaaS platform to build a better relationship with Jim down the road, and mm-hmm. so you don't hear about it. There's no like, there's no sponsor booth at arrival called meet with other people um and and so it's just not in it's not in our tap water it's not in our general discussions even though and so i mean a lot of the coaching the consulting that we're do entrepreneur plus right now is you think this is your problem it's not your problem i've spent an hour with you and your problem is actually that you don't have a very good customer journey of actually interacting with your customer and you are trying to create an itinerary and set it and forget it not realizing that the best thing you can do is create a perceived value of a better experience which can come from you going and finding a restaurant that nobody else has found making that relationship so that only you can book it listen i was just in portugal and i booked a day tour uh a wine tour of the douro valley one of the highlights of it was a lunch that was included that was several courses. It was incredible wine, but we were the only people there. The restaurant opened for us and the owner came wow. down and shared her story. And you know what it was? It was a tour operator uh, that essentially went to, I mean, 
there's a village there's a village every three minutes in Portugal that looks completely shuttered, and they basically knocked on the door and said, "Hey, uh, would you open for lunch?" I'm like, no, we don't open for lunch. Well, listen, if you did open for lunch, what I could do is I could bring in you know x number of people. What I'd like you to do is you know give them a typical kind of Portuguese experience, talk to them or whatever. Well. Listen, at the end of the day, the meal cost was probably 20 euros, but the perceived value of the customer of getting access to this closed restaurant in this tiny village in the middle of nowhere is incredible. Mm-hmm. That's a 10x return on knocking on a door. Knocking on a door, man. Like I, 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 I love that story, and I, I love, I love. So, so like we, we're gonna, we gotta wrap up here. Like we're super late for the next one too. But I would, so I, I would just want. I've got, I want, I got two questions for you guys, and they're gonna be short ones. But, but I'm just, just like question slash statement. So, in the tourpreneur plus, you guys do, um, you guys do like, you guys do actually like operational coaching. I'm assuming like marketing coaching, and then maybe Pete is more of like the business side of it, finance. Like, is that it's it's just funny like how each of like as you guys each one of you speak i see the different skill sets that you guys have, have brought to tourpreneur and then so the plus side of it is that i mean give me a little bit more on that like exactly what tourpreneur i, I mean fucking sell i have no problem with that on this one because it seems really interesting and you guys are all really smart so i'm assuming it's a good product Here's the pitch. You need you need clear you need clarity in your business. You need to know where you're, where to go and what to do. And there's no clear path. Uh, you can ask all the questions you want in a Facebook group. You'll get answers and ideas. You're not going to get somebody barking at you. Each of which has twenty plus years of experience. We've all got about twenty years in this industry. Pete has about seventy. And <laughs> luck- <laughs> luckily, we are three extremely different people. Chris is a sales and marketing genius. Peter is is the strategy genius. Again, he's run everything from day rafting companies to multi-day thousand mile journey companies. I am the product guy. My whole thing has always been storytelling, the ROI on your brand storytelling, on your product storytelling, on your pitch to your vendors and your partners. And the idea is that between product, sales, marketing, and business strategy, you get three brains that tell you what to do and how to go there. And we back it with actual experience. We're not gurus. Mitch, you're the sales guy. I hate, really hate to say that, man. I'm unfortunately you are the sales guy. <laughs> you got that wrong, man. And I'm if, like, fucking if, sign if, me up. <laughs> and if Pete tells you to do something, you fucking do it. <laughs> I feel like he could he's kick the, my ass, dude. He's, I, he's yeah. got like 30 years, 40 years, I don't know, 60 years on me, and I still feel like he could best me in like a fucking a set of fisticuffs. That's my. Well, oh, sorry, he, he was a bomb disposal, <laughs> so I'm, I'm sure he's got a few stories to tell. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> Pete only has 200 months to live, so you guys have to get on top of it. <laughs> I don't want him giving me any more months on I gotta love. He's like, hey, you got about seven, Kevin. Like, great, man. Go to fucking Disney World and make a wish. Get your ass goodbye. God the guy it. is super into AI. I'm not convinced we're not already interacting with the clone. Yeah. <laughs> Well, man, guys, like, I, I, you know, maybe this got turned into like more sales. I didn't mean to guide it into that, but I don't know, man. Like, you guys definitely brought the value on this one, man. I should have set it for an hour because I, I could, I could talk to you guys forever, man. You guys, you guys, uh, you guys do it. It's, it seems like you guys do a bang up job, man. I know you guys are out there, like, you know, trying to provide as much value, education to your community as you can. I obviously really fucking respect that. I'm a hundred percent with it. I hate the snake oil shit too, uh, and we appreciate you guys coming and doing the show imparting some of your knowledge how can um how can our listenership get a hold of you guys um for tourpreneur plus friendship or just a bag on old then 
<laughs> yeah, so Facebook, just do a search for Tourpreneur, you'll get on that. And tourpreneur.com has all the details for the membership and everything else. And yeah, we're all on LinkedIn and everything else, so you'll find us all on that. So yeah. Friendship costs more. Yeah. yeah oh, fucking, it didn't well, cost me anything today, man. Just an inv- <laughs> just an investment in a conversation because you might be my favorite one now, Mitch. I didn't really know you before we did this. I talked to Chris, I talked to Pete, but you're the fucking hardcore sales guy. Let's me and you get together and go do some fucking vacuuming sales in uh, down into my neighborhood or something, man. We'll get rich. You know, my father was a door-to-door cheese salesman in Fuck. central Wisconsin for a couple of years. So if you can fucking what? knock on a door and sell cheese. Oh, geez. my God. You want to know what's crazy? This is so fucking ironic. So we nickname walking tours, and we call it cheese tours. <laughs> like, we're like, yeah, you got to go over there and hang out with the cheese tour guys at Tourpreneur. You can get on a fucking jet ski and kick some ass with the Auburn Watersports guys. <laughs> that's amazing man well guys thank you guys so much for carving out some of your day to come and talk to us and shit man i think i'm talking with pete tomorrow on your platform so man uh i'll see you guys around and um you know as always everybody thanks for listening and uh keep it keep awkward. it awkward yeah let's go <laughs> see ya Thanks again for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you haven't done so already, please take a moment to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you have further thoughts, questions, or comments about this episode, head to our Facebook group, Watersport and Boat Tour Operators, to continue the conversation. See you next time.